The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Recording this Monday night, Steelers Bengals is on right now. I am not watching it, probably not going to watch it. Anyway, what is everyone in Philadelphia talking about right now? Jalen Hurts, same deal as last week. Eagles don't pull out the victory. I'm definitely not someone who is about moral victories. That's just not me. That's just not the NFL. That's not what happens when the Eagles come into this season with certain expectations. They don't reach them. And while they are still technically alive in the playoff race, they are at this moment in time in last place in the worst division in the history of professional sports. Nonetheless, I am as optimistic about this team as I have been since what? The second quarter of week one against Washington? Down in Maryland? I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts has the juice. Has those intangibles. Obviously, Jalen Hurts' stats are gaudy. Saw Elias Sports tweet. Jalen Hurts is the first player to ever have across his first two NFL starts to have over 500 passing yards and over 150 rushing yards. Great marks. Obviously, that's not going to happen for some of the greatest quarterbacks ever because they don't run the ball. Not taking anything away from Jalen. Unbelievable accomplishment. I am pro Jalen. I am scratching and clawing my way up the bandwagon, knocking people out, trying to get control of the wheel. But I never saw him. A little before my time. But older cousins, whoever... They lived through Bobby Hoying. Me, I remember Kevin Cobb. The the stat I said all the time when I was a freshman and sophomore high school was Kevin Cobb. Uh, was the first quarterback since like Kurt Warner to throw for 300 passing yards in his first two starts. First player since Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yet, here we are. Kevin Cobb, forgotten in time. Bobby Hoying, who? That's what a lot of people listening to this are probably saying. Who? Yeah, exactly. You're not missing him. Though you will see once in a while. In South Philly, walking around, going into a random CVS or Acme, you will see someone wearing number seven, midnight green, 
Bobby Hoying jersey. Don't believe me? You should. Now I'm saying this all as sort of an emotional hedge. Because you listened to me on the podcast last week, gushing about Jalen Hurts. And guess what? His performance this past Sunday was even better. 338 passing yards, three touchdown passes, and he has 63 rushing yards, has his first rushing touchdown. Great move getting into the end zone. And again, fantastic game statistically. He passed the eye test. He looked fantastic in the pocket. Because you see sometimes when a quarterback uses his mobility a lot, gets out of the pocket, can use his legs, can run the ball, can get first downs in high leverage situation with his legs, you see, well, he's not a pocket quarterback. He can't throw from the pocket. He can't throw from the pocket. Against the Saints, two weeks back, I guess you could say at this point, Hertz averaged 7.7 yards per attempt while throwing from the pocket. And watching him against Arizona, he seemed pretty comfortable there, even with Matt Pryor being a complete zero at right tackle. Sorry, Matt. And Jordan Mailata, who has flashed this year, I think has done enough to entrench himself as the left tackle in 2021, did not have one of his best games of the season, I'll tell you that right now. Despite that, when he had a clean pocket, when he was dropping back and there weren't guys in his face, I just felt excited, as if something huge was about to happen, as if there was this big play about to happen for the birds. And guess what? A lot of the time, it did. It changed the way I'd been feeling all season, where Again, not just trying to, this isn't the I hate Carson Wentz fan club podcast, but when, I, when I'd be watching Carson go through his tremendous struggles this season, be dropping back and I'm just kind of throwing my hands, running up my, the side of my head, getting ready to pull my hair out of the top of my head, just thinking, what is he going to do? 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 And then he gets strip sacked or throws the ball over some guy's head. And I'm just like, we just wasted another down watching the same Slot fest I've been watching for the last two months. There is just a palatable level of excitement that comes with watching Jalen Hurts play the football. It's just that simple. The energy on this team is different. And besides his just pure statistical prowess, talent, physical talent, ability to throw the ball deep, make moves with his legs. The thing that sticks out to me the most about Jalen Hurts is his poise. The Eagles go down 16-0 early. They were down 16-0 specifically because of Jalen Hurts, who took a horrendous safety, got called for an intentional grounding while in the end zone. First, second NFL start. Stuff like that's going to happen. Probably going to see it next year with Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance at some point. It's going to happen. It happens. Whatever. This was a normal season. The Eagles were a rebuilding team, going through a retooling year, a down year. Week two, week three, that happens. You can kind of live with it. But in the the middle of the season when the Eagles are still alive, theoretically, and, and they are still today theoretically alive in the playoff race, it sucks when those mistakes happen. And there have been a lot of Eagles teams in my life that have and would have cratered in that moment, facing a 16-0 hole on the road, when you're 4-8-1. and one. Again, no medals for valor, as Mal Reese would say. You either win or you don't. But I am proud of the fight that not just specifically Jalen Hurts, but the entire team showed the rest of that game. Down 16-0. Jalen Hurts then throws three touchdown passes in the first half. Changes the entire complexion of the game. 
has the game tied in the fourth quarter. Has the team going down for a Hail Mary attempt to tie it at the end of the game. Honestly, Dallas Goddard's my guy, but he might have had a move to dive on that that last Hail Mary. I know they threw one back-to-back from 31 yards out, was it? Uh, I think he got banged up on the play before, but you know, it looked like maybe uh, that was the perfect tip-up and Goddard's there for the you know slam dunk rebound. Didn't happen. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Whatever. It's a it's a random game in December, in the year where maybe the Eagles don't make the playoffs and frankly shouldn't overall, given if they were in any other division in NFL history, right? But I'm left thinking that Hurts showed a lot that game. Showed a lot of the game physically and mentally. The poise, he's just been in so many big situations in his career already. He has played at the most prestigious college football program in the country at Alabama, played in huge games there. Dealt with adversity there. We talk about what it was like for Carson Wentz to sit on the sideline and watch Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. That's tough. And clearly, as we've seen with Carson over the last few years, understandably, can take a gigantic toll on not just a player, a person. These guys are human beings. It's understandable the way that's affected Carson. He wouldn't be human if it didn't affect him. But he was injured. It wasn't his decision to come out of the game. It wasn't the team's decision for him to come out of the game. Whereas Hertz was literally benched at halftime of the national championship game after he had led Alabama the last couple of years and had been, you know, one of the best players in the country. And he deserved to get benched. He was, what, 18, 19 years old, still a kid, still a teenager. And then we see Tua come in, now the quarterback of Miami Dolphins, lead them to a win. Hertz sits out for a year, transfers to Oklahoma under head coach Lincoln Riley. And goes supernova, 52 total touchdowns, 1,300 uh, rushing yards, about 5,000 total yards of offense. Just, you know, NCAA football 06 type numbers. Race for the Heisman. What a game that was. What a game that was. I was playing some of it during quarantine. My boy Big Mike dropped off. I, I didn't have a current video game system, so I, was, I ended up getting a Nintendo Switch, what I like a lot, which I like a lot. Uh, but I was playing some old PS2, some MVP baseball uh, 2005, some NCAA football, 2006, the one with uh, Desmond Howard on the cover. That was fun. But again, Hurts, you have to like what you see. And, you know, the discourse around this, it, it is a little annoying between the Hurts and the Wentz stuff. Obviously, we see the report that comes out about Sunday morning, which I hate. I, I don't know who's dropping that report. Seems like Wentz's camp, Wentz's agent might have done that. I don't like that vibe. The team's still fighting for a playoff berth, and that's coming out that you don't want to be the backup next year, which he shouldn't be. No player should want to be a backup, but that report doesn't need to come out, you know, two weeks after he got benched, when the team is fighting for its playoff lives, when everyone in that locker room has their eyes set, their mind set, their body set on having a home playoff game come January. Doesn't sit really right with me. It just doesn't. And again... I understand. Guy has done a lot in his career. Has had tons of success. Someone in his background, should they want to be a backup? No. Will he be a backup next year? No. He will either be starting here, which seems unlikely at this point in time, or will be starting elsewhere. So he's probably going to get his wish. But that coming out, on top of all of the off-the-field things that have been bubbling under the surface for the last several years, it just doesn't sit right with me. Carson has had... One of the more unique career arcs I've ever seen in professional sports. I guess it's normal for Philadelphia. I've seen Carson Wentz's career. 
I've seen Markel Fultz's career. I've seen it all. I've seen it all in my, you know, seven, eight years as a Philadelphia sports blogger, writer, personality, Twitter person, whatever you want to say. You know, people are saying, oh, well, Hertz isn't a franchise quarterback now just after two games. Yeah, obviously. No one's saying he's the next Russell Wilson automatically. Could he become Russell Wilson? Maybe. Probably, probably not. But there's, you know, a 97th, 99th percentile outcome where that could be true. But he's young. He's on a cheap contract. At this moment in time, he is a better player than Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz leaves, goes to Indianapolis, Denver, Las Vegas, New England, could he have a better career than Jalen Hurts? Certainly. Is it going to happen here in Philadelphia? Is this reclamation project going to happen here? With all the bad blood, with everything that's going on, feels like that benching was Doug Peterson and the Eagles organization crossing the Rubicon. No, I, I don't think it's going to happen here. You know, have fun with Frank Wright, your boy, who you love. No one loves you. No one loves anyone as much as Carson Wentz seems to love Frank Wright. Frank Wright is, uh, you know, the mystery box guy. Oh, Frank Wright should have kept Frank Wright. Should have kept Frank Wright. Whatever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What else excited me about Sunday? Eagles defense. You're saying, shame. The Eagles defense gave up 33 points. I've given Jim Schwartz some crap over the years, but ultimately, Jim Schwartz has had, at worst, average defenses in his tenure in Philadelphia and mostly above average ones. Not tremendous ones, 2017, yeah, uh, but mostly above average defenses. And. The way the injury bug has just ravaged this team's secondary, I commend him from getting for getting guys off the street ready to play on Sunday. Darius Slay's out. Avante Maddox is out. Who stinks, but he's out. If you think Avante Maddox stinks, imagine his backup. That's the situation we're talking about. It's not just because, oh, that guy's able to have someone else new in there. Imagine the drop-off. If that guy has to start. Imagine how bad the guy underneath of him is. Rodney McLeod, having maybe his best season as an Eagle, but his first season as a captive, kind of filled that leadership role as the anchor of the defense that was left void when Malcolm Jenkins left, or I should say the Eagles allowed Malcolm Jenkins to leave. I'll say it like that. And you have Kevon Seymour. You have Michael Jacquet the third. Sounds like a... Uh, you know, one of those French philosophers, Jacques III, wrote Democracy in America, I think. That was that guy, right? 
And they're playing against one of the best receiving cores in the league with DeAndre Hopkins, who is a Hall of Fame talent and probably the best receiver in football. Larry Fitzgerald, who will be 87 years old one day, catching touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. And Christian Kirk, who's a very good NFL player. Those guys were right, right where they needed to be in a lot of huge situations, but they just so happen to be going against a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, who's the best at what he does in the league right now, and a guy who they probably already have a bust made for him and Canton and Larry Fitzgerald. He owed 33 points, but I think it was a valiant effort. Again, there's a difference between some me saying someone had a valiant effort. They looked good. I enjoyed the effort brought to this when a lot of other teams, players, and coaches would have already rolled over and would have been booking, you know, in a normal situation, you know, trips to, you know, Cancun for late January already. So I commend that. But I don't know. I I usually freak out after losses. I'm sure a lot of you out there are the same way. But I kind of just felt a little at ease during yesterday's game. And some of it's hurt. Some of that is that uh, I kind of talked about on the podcast last week, the, you know, excitement that comes with watching a player who becomes your guy, your team's guy, your city, your fan base's guy. And watching him build himself on a path towards greatness, that doesn't mean that player is definitely going to reach it. Doesn't mean you automatically assume this guy is the savior of your franchise, but a guy who is easy to rally around, a guy who's 22 years old, has minimal time playing in the NFL, has minimal first-team reps in the NFL with no real offseason, looking like an illegitimate, above-average quarterback in this league. What could he do with all the first-team reps? What could he do with an entire real offseason? With Doug Peterson, maybe a new offensive coordinator in there, some new offensive minds, not doing the whole coach coaching tree conglomerate Philadelphia Eagles Offensive Coordinators Incorporated. I don't want to do that anymore. Maybe Deuce Daly becomes the de facto, truly named offensive coordinator. Maybe he just stays assistant head coach, running back coach, and they bring in, you know, Graham Harrell becomes the Eagles Offensive Coordinator. Something like that. Just for a year, and then he goes off. Eagles have a successful season and becomes a head coach somewhere else. I don't know. But I think I trust Doug Peterson with Jalen Hurts right now. And I'm someone who's called for Doug job before. Uh, I know I've, you know, gone to bat for Doug more than anyone in this organization, maybe anyone in Philadelphia sports history than Doug. Uh, truly think the, the reason they won that Super Bowl, I, ha- I like to say on the podcast, I have this, you know, his fearless book that he wrote, maybe not as true anymore, <laughs> on my office desk where I write and record my podcast. I have a, you know, a 1999 Doug Peterson jersey that I finally got in my closet. Right now, number 14, Midnight Green for the Eagles. Um, But it just seemed that Doug enjoys calling the plays again, that there's some vivacity to him. He even looks a little bit more at ease in his press conferences, right? Just feels like there's something different about him the same way there feels like something's different about the entire team. And again, I've said this before, a lot of that can happen with a, a backup quarterback in a vacuum, whether regardless of whether it's Carson Wentz getting replaced, whether it's a player of Jalen Hurts' caliber going in there, backup quarterback just changes the energy a bit. And I think that's only even heightened even more in Philadelphia because of the caliber of the not just the player that Hurts is, but the person he is 
the way he carries himself, the way he conducts himself in the locker room, on the field, in the huddle, with the press, with the media. It's astounding. Proud of the guy. Not trying to see like paternalistic, but you know, the type of guy I want leading my favorite team. I like it. I like his energy. I like his vibe. I like his composure. I like his poise. He's seen it all. He's been at the top of the college football mountain. He's been at the bottom of it. He's had the tough job of coming in after a guy, you know, millions of people in the Philadelphia area had built up as their savior for the franchise. Had to come in and usurp him. And again, it's only been two games but has done a lot to establish himself and went over a large section of this city, me included. Again, I'm not quite driving the bandwagon yet, but I'm fighting my way up there. Reminds me of Kramer. He's on the bus, and he's then he has to start driving the bus, and the guy's fighting him, and he's still making the stops because people are still pulling the cord. I'm trying to be like that on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. It's a lot about Hurts. Talk about Michael Jacquet, the third. Also, would be remiss not to mention, it doesn't feel the same way just because the Eagles are kind of out of it, but they're not really out of it. We'll see what happens. I like that the Eagles play at four this week. Usually I like the one o'clock game. But the Carolina Panthers take on the Washington football team at one o'clock. If the Washington football team loses that game, that means that the Eagles we'll still have a chance for the playoffs. And that game against Dallas will mean something on top of it already just meaning something because it is the Dallas Cowboys. And I know if the Eagles are eliminated before they take the field, there will be some in the fan base who say, let's just lose these next two games, get a higher draft. And I understand that. And I will think that, but pardon me in my heart, we'll still want to see Jalen Hurts excel. And I get that some people will say, best case scenario for this team is Jalen Hurts balling out while still stacking up losses. And I get that, but I want to see the guy win. And if they are still not mathematically eliminated, come 425 this Sunday, this holiday Sunday season, I want to see a win over Dallas. What's a sweeter holiday present than that? Ooh. Oh, man. I would love it. And, you know, that's a, that's a stepping stone for an Eagles quarterback. Their first win over Dallas. I guess Carson technically won in Week 17 in... Uh, 2016, that doesn't really count. That was a fake game. He beat them on Sunday football down in Dallas, 2017. That was huge. That was awesome. What They won 37-9 after trailing 9-7 at halftime. Eagles are still in it. Washington loses to Carolina. Our old Philly boy, Matt Rule, comes through. Old Philly Temple guy, Robbie Anderson, who doesn't know who Sir Purr is. We need those guys to ball out and have a game on Sunday. For that Eagles-Cowboys game to mean something. And maybe the Eagles lose. Maybe they're out of it. And then week 17, people get their wish. The Eagles lose. Get a little bit of a higher draft pick. Finish in the top 10, top 12, whatever has it. They're able to land a stud receiver. Maybe that works out in the end. But I would just love to be sitting there. Holiday weekend. Sitting there on a Sunday. Some of you all going back to work on Monday. Maybe you took off money like a, like a smart person. And you just relax. Watch the Eagles smack Dallas with a game that still means something, knowing that Week 17 is the de facto NFC East Championship game. That gets me going. That gets my bones going. My juice flowing. I like the energy of it. Again, talk about energy. Talk about juice. Talk about Jalen Hurts' poise. 
That's what sticks with me. And again, an easy way to make yourself a part of Philadelphia Eagles lure is to lay the smack down on Dallas. And I've written about a ton of times the Cowboys, how I hate the Cowboys, how I hate their bandwagon fans, how I hate the fans from Philadelphia, how, you know, the national team's team of America, America's team BS is just that BS. I'm hoping Carolina pulls one out. Teddy B, start gunning. I don't know what's going to happen at the Washington quarterback situation. Alex Smith hurt. Dwayne Haskins playing like he is. Could have some back to squad guys in there. I don't know what's going to happen, but Sunday could be maybe the funnest day of the season. Kyler, uh, Kyler, geez. Uh, Jalen Hurts, balls out, builds off the last two weeks, has the best game of his career so far. Obviously, super duper duper small sample size. Yeah, maybe he balls out, has a great game. They lead a smackdown on Dallas, double digit victory. And we're talking here next week about the NFC East Championship game, which gets flexed this Sunday night football. Week 17, 830, Eagles, Washington at the link for the treat of a home playoff game. Would love it. I want it. I know, like, in the end, I guess it's a it's a wash because they lose. Okay, we still get the higher draft pick, get a higher pick, not in the first round, just not just the first round, but the second round, third round, whatever. But at a certain point, I think if Jalen Hurts is the guy, again, I'm not anointing him anything, but I believe. And I believe he can be the guy. He can be a very good starting quarterback in this league. And the quarterback development that comes in being in these high leverage games, these these big time situations from starting a playoff game uh, at this young of an age as a rookie, as a 22-year-old rookie, are instrumental for a dude's development. And I believe in Jalen Hurts. I want him to be good. I want to see that from him. I want to see him. I know it's, it's a shame. Again, I talked about this before. Eagles fans can't be there for that home playoff game. Imagine that. Stadium going wild. They're announcing all the players. They're coming out in the green jerseys, white pants. You know, Saturday night playoff game. They're announcing Jordan Mayalada. They're announcing Miles Sanders. They're announcing Jason Kelsey. And the last person to come out of that tunnel, number one, Jalen Hurts. And they play Hurts So Good by Johnny Cougar Mountain Have a couple Kenwood beers in there. But drinking Kenwood a lot. It's a Philadelphia light beer. Gets brewed right on Delaware Avenue, Columbus Boulevard, whatever you want to say. So all distributors in the city been drinking it, you know, casually on for Saturday afternoon college football. Had a couple yesterday during the Eagles game. Love it. Classic old man beer, classic light beer. I'm all about it. Anyway, going to enjoy the holidays. I hope you do all as well if you're celebrating. And I hope we're enjoying a meaningful Dallas game on Sunday. And Jalen Hurts takes the next step and his leap, and his Eagles career. That's it for me, Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Seamus underscore Clancy. Be sure to follow the official Bleeding Green Nation Instagram, at Bleeding Green Insta, which I run. Posting tons of Eagles content all the time. And you could also check out my subscription newsletter from Broad Street with Love. Check it out, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. That's it for me. Go Birds, baby! G-N.